This is Pastor Cody Sturgill. I'm so thankful you're listening today. The Bible commissions us to keep our heart with all diligence. Keeping your heart is a daily work. We need to daily fill our minds with God's Word. Join me as we hear a Bible message from the pulpit of Chilhowee Baptist Church. Was Jesus worried about not having enough? No. Was Jesus concerned that they might get hungry? No. Was Jesus concerned that something terrible might happen? No. He wasn't concerned about that at all. He says, are you still worried about the bread? Think about the questions. The Bible says again, and here's, what he, here's how he goes about it. Verse 9. Do ye not yet understand, neither remember? Now there's two points here, two things. Understand. Now, when we begin to understand the nature of God, a lot of the things that eat at us go away. When we understand the nature of God, a lot of things that eat at us go away. The, the number one thing that I believe God has given me in my life and, the, and understanding that God's helped me with in understanding the nature of God is when we refer to God as our Father. I couldn't possibly understand all that was involved in the word Father until I became one. And as a father, I understand some of these fatherly uh, fires that build up in your soul. I about lost it today. I was holding the, the new baby, and uh, we were talking. We, we, were having, we were having a conversation there. It's hard to believe that there are folks that would say that you can, this baby can be born, and we can set it out on the table and not give it life uh, support or help until the parent has time to decide whether or not they want to let it live or not. That's just awful to me. I was holding the baby this afternoon, and, and this is what came out of my mouth. I said, uh, I said, I looked at him. I said, if, anything, if anybody ever does anything to you, I'll kill him. Or he'll kill him, and I'll help. <laughs> I, I, was really jo- I was joking about killing him, but... The truth is, if somebody were to, I have a duty. I'm holding this child, and we have a God-given duty. As a, I have a God-given duty as a man to fight to the death for that life. To think that anyone could ever discredit that and say, just throw it away. I, I mean, I look at that child, and, I, and the father boils up in me. And it's not violent. It's just, that's my duty to take care of that child, even if it's not mine. But when I held my own, you know, it would be over my dead body that something happened. And that's natural, and that's good to have that kind of, we're going to protect what God has entrusted us with. And I understood something about God. As much as I love my children, and as serious as I take my role as a father, God takes it more seriously. And he loves me more. And he has a greater ability. And so when I approach God, I have to understand that he is my loving father. He's my father. Hey, I can rest in that. Do, I, does my, do my children have to be perfect in order for me to love them? Absolutely not. Do my children have to do it all right every time for me to love them? No. 
Do they have to never forget to do something in order for me to be patient with them? It's a good thing that's not the way it is because they'd be in trouble all the time. What if they break something? Do they have to keep, do they have to not break things before I love them? No. Hey, look, God in heaven has declared himself your father, loving father, perfect father. Hey, that's something you can rest in. That's something you can rest in. And Jesus is the father of these disciples. He's the heavenly father of these disciples. And they didn't need to be worried about some bread. He owned the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine, and they didn't have to fear one second. He says, hey, do you not remember? Do you not remember how faithful I've been? It was just a few days ago for the disciples. We get like this, do we not? We forget what God did not long ago, and we begin to wring our hands again. We're worried about the bread. What were they worried about just a few days ago when Jesus had been teaching this group of people, and it was a... They'd been there three days and they were out of food. What were the disciples worried about? They're like, how in the world are we going to feed all these people? And Jesus said, what do you have? Bring it here. He blessed it and break it. Everybody ate. A couple days later, what were the disciples worried about? Uh, we got 4,000 people and Jesus just told us to feed them all. What are we going to do? We don't have enough bread. They're worried about the bread. They're worried about the bread. Jesus said, how many loaves do you have? Oh, I remember. Uh, we've done more with less. No problem. We've got enough loaves. And Jesus blessed the bread and break it and fed the people. And here we go again. These disciples, Jesus trying to teach them something. And they think, oh, no, it's he said, have you forgotten the 5,000, the 4,000? Watch. Come on, guys. It's bread. I'll take care of you. I've taken care of you in the past. I'll take care of you in the future. He said, remember, remember, remember how faithful I've been. My mom, almost all my life, has journaled. It's not a lot every day, but nearly every day of my life, She's journaled. There have been seasons of our life that have been very difficult. I remember one particular season when I was just a kid, and uh, some of you are around for it. It was hard. I won't go into any details. God has been so faithful, but it was so hard. And I remember the, some, as a child some of the hard times. I remember some of the sweet times. But I remember one day I'd been preaching for some time. I was a pastor in North Carolina, and mom had found her journal from that season of our life. And she gave it to me. And I sat down and I read it. And I could see teardrops on the pages. But she would write prayer requests and concerns. And time after time after time after time as I thumbed through that journal and read the entries, there would be a prayer request. And a burden. Three or four pages later, there'd be an answer and a praise. 
And that was repeated over and over and over again. And even in my adult life, I've taken the time to read through my mom's journal. And we've had conversations. There's been times where she's called me on the phone and she's been going through some things and she'd read a great burden from last year. She said, when I wrote this last year, I had no idea what God was going to do. But look how what he's done now. And there's praise after praise after praise. And you know what? All of us have a list of things that we could praise God for, but we so easily forget. We so easily forget. The disciples, I think, man, how could you possibly forget that? But then I look back in my life, I think, I'm worried about the same thing again. How in the world could I possibly forget what God did last time? And about the time you begin to get worried, you need to start asking the same questions God is asking. You need to start considering God's perspective and remember that God in the past has proved himself faithful. Therefore, you can bank on the fact that God in the future and the present will prove himself faithful too. He never promises to take all the burdens away. But he always promises to be faithful and to help us and to encourage us and to strengthen us. Moving forward in the faith considers God's perspective. Is anything too hard for God? No. I can move forward. I can press toward the mark. I can become more and more like Christ as I consider God's perspective. Then number three, finally, if we're going to move forward in the faith, we need to go ahead and learn the lesson that God is teaching. Learn the lesson that God said. What, what was the original purpose of this conversation? Jesus looks at his time and says, I want you to beware of something. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. Beware of the leaven of the Sadducees. Leaven is a yeast. And if you put a little yeast into a lump, everything becomes leaven. It's kind of like apples. This is apple season. Tell me this. If I have several beautiful apples... And I have one ugly, rotten apple. And I put the rotten apple inside the bag of beautiful apples. Does over time, I shake the bag and give it a day or two, do, do the good apples make the bad apple better? Does the bad apple make the good apples worse? A little leaven leavens the whole lump. And so Jesus says to his disciples, he says, now look, this Phariseeism is something you need to beware of because what they believe in their doctrine, it's not right. And the, the Sadducees, if you ever try to figure out about the Sadducees, the Sadducees didn't believe in a resurrection, and that's why they're sad, you see. <laughs> he said, beware. They're liberal they don't, in the fact that they deny the truth of the word of God and the miracles that God produces. He said, beware of both sides of the aisle and their error. Beware and learn the lesson that God is teaching you. Now here, you're going through a hard time. The devil wants to take the difficult circumstances of your life and make you bitter and angry and render you ineffective to help anybody else. That's what the devil wants. 
God does not orchestrate sin. He does not initiate sin. And sin is what causes all of our problems. God did not cause your problems. Satan orchestrates and moves in your life to bring problems around so that you will stumble and fall and fail. God takes Satan's best attempts to ruin your life and he desires and prepares and makes it possible that you can have victory in spite of the trouble and learn the lesson God has for you. You see, the trouble we face, some people take the trouble you face and they ruin their lives because of it. Other folks take the trouble they face And they allow God to do what he said he would do and make all things work together for good to them that love God. They learn the lesson. Hey, if you've been hurt so deeply, and folks in this room, there's folks in this room that have dealt with hurt deeper than I could ever imagine. And I can't say I understand, but I can say God understands. And the principle is true. The devil wants to take your deepest hurt and hurt you and everybody around you. But God has made it possible that you can take the hurt and use it for his glory and learn and move forward and be a blessing. And the greatest days of your life are ahead and the greatest opportunity. I talk to people all the time. I talk to teenagers often. They're going through hard times at home. And it just eats them up. And they're mad at the world. And I can tell them, the worst thing you can do is react this way and feel sorry for yourself in this time of trouble. God wants to use you to help others. And God wants to strengthen you and broaden you so that you can be the greatest blessing possible. It works. What did the disciples need to do if they were going to move forward? They're going to have to learn the lesson that God had for them because they would face the Pharisees, they would face the Sadducees, and God would use them. I don't know about you, but I want to move forward in my life, in my Christian life. I want to grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I'm encouraged tonight in the mere fact that my Heavenly Father is going to make it possible and I can rest in the Lord and trust in Him and move forward in faith. Let's move forward in faith. How about it? Thank you for listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily. Keep Thy Heart Daily is a ministry of Chilhowee Baptist Church in Chilhowee, Virginia. To learn more about the ministries of Chilhowee Baptist Church, check us out at chilhoweebaptistchurch.com. If you'd like to financially support Keep Thy Heart Daily, please send your gift to Chilhowee Baptist Church, P.O. Box 838, Chilhowee, Virginia, 24319.